You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. This is our church. We wanted to remind you of some things. And so one of the things, like the, the, fir- the first Sunday, I really just talked about how, all these reminders and everything. And then we got specific over the last couple of weeks, Brent uh, sharing sermon. And uh, we talked about how everyone has value, so we value everyone. But you know what happens when you value everyone? You eventually get, you eventually get your heart ripped out of your chest. Anybody? Anybody ever been hurt? When you value everyone, you are going to get your heart ripped out of your chest and, and say, here you go. <laughs> You're going to get that. So what do you do? Well, you quit valuing everybody, right? You start building what? No. You keep on valuing everyone. Because that, 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 that's what it means. That's what it means to be a Christian is to value everyone regardless of how they treat you. Not just the ones that do what you want them to do and do it the way you want them to do. Value everyone. Then when you get your heart just ripped out of your chest, you keep doing it again. And then last week, Brent shared with us about how we try anything. We're willing to try anything. And I think he he credited Craig Rochelle with saying it first. We, We don't know. We've said it around here so many times. We almost think it's ours. But I want to give credit where credit's due is that we're willing to try anything short of sin to see somebody come to Jesus Christ. Try anything. But you know what happens when you try anything? You fail. You know, you fail sometimes when you try anything. And so you know what some people do, don't you? What do you do then when you try anything and you fail? Well, you got to quit trying because you're just going to keep on failing, right? No. If you try anything and you fail, here's what you do, is you keep trying anything to see somebody come to Jesus. And then, is it, th- 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 this is who we are. I mean, we've, we've said that a lot of times around here also. Is we're, you know, we're willing to do what no one else is doing so we can reach somebody no one else is reaching. We're willing to try anything. And so now here's today. We also, we also have to believe that nothing is impossible. Here's a couple of scriptures for you. That, that, um, and these, these, are, these are words of Jesus, okay? Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Anything is possible. Say that with me. Anything is possible if a person believes. And in Mark chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. We've heard that, right? It is impossible. Anybody ever heard it's impossible? Anybody ever heard it in here? Maybe somebody didn't say it to you, but you just heard it in here. You just knew inside of you something was impossible. Jesus said, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Man, when we were singing that last song, right now, uh, and I got I to tell you, I, I, I felt spiritual battle for a year now, over a year. I've, I've felt spiritual battle. And I, you know, I don't, I don't know how you feel about this kind of stuff, kind of, you know, kind of wig some people out to hear these kinds of things. But I mean, I felt a spiritual battle right there, just getting ready to, to come up here and talk. And then we were singing that song, Jesus. I felt the darkness just a little bit trying to creep in. In the middle of a church service? In the middle of all these people? Yeah, I felt the darkness. And then we started singing that song, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Not, not our worship team, they don't make the darkness tremble. 
You know, not, not our kids' ministry. They don't make the darkness tremble, but Jesus, just, just his name, because our enemy knows better than you and I know what that name can do. That's why it makes him tremble. Even, even when you and I lose the focus, it makes our enemy tremble. It makes the darkness tremble. Just the word, I mean, if, if, if you want to practice something, then practice this. Practice saying the name Jesus. Just practice saying, I, I mean, you know, I, I remember I used to hear people all the time, you know, just say, well, Jesus, Jesus. And I'd hear people say that in the middle of the day, you know, it's like something going, you know, going on or whatever. Jesus, Jesus, you know, and don't hear it quite as much anymore. I mean, maybe we need to, to, to practice just putting that, you know, we need scripture. We need all of that. But just putting his name back into our regular vocabulary as well. You and I, as children of God, we we have to believe that nothing is impossible with God, okay? Because. Why? Why, why? why do we have to believe that? Because this world is not interested in a Christian who knows everything. And you know what? I think some of us, that's what we've tried to become. We've tried to become the Christian that knows everything, has all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I've got, I feel like I've got a lot less answers today than I had a year ago. You know, we don't have all the answers. We aren't the smartest people in the world. We don't, we don't understand it all. We don't get it all. Even in, in, in theological terms, we blow it, we mess up. But you know what? The world's not interested in us knowing everything. But our world is desperate for believers that actually believe in the power of God. That, even though they don't know they're desperate for that, but they are desperate for it. They're not desperate for a, a church that shows up with all the answers, a Christian that shows up with all the answers, but they are desperate and they don't even know it for a church, for Christians that, that say they're believers but actually believe in the power of God. People today don't just need another friend. I mean, that's what, that's what some of us think. Man, we just need to get them another friend. They just need a good friend. But you know what? I've kind of noticed in the past, the people that need friends are normally the ones that are using them up and throwing them away like Kleenex. And that's why they keep needing friends. Because they have to get another box of Kleenex out, right? And use another one up. And, you know, people don't need friends. Your family member, coworker, uh, friend, whoever they are, struggling in life, losing their marriage, losing their, their career, losing their finances. They don't just need another friend, but they do need a friend. They, they do need a friend that knows all things are possible in Jesus. That's what they need. They don't just need another friend. They need the friend they've got, you. They need you. They need you to believe that all things are possible through, through who? Jesus, that name, that name, that name, practice saying that name. So you know what you and I have to do? We have to make up our mind. We absolutely must make up our mind what it is we believe. If we believe this or not. Because, I mean, listen, if you're going to approach this thing purely secular without the spiritual aspect of it and everything, you're going to have a lot of challenges to your faith. So you've got to decide what it is that you believe. You know, Jesus, he claimed to be the Son of God. you got to decide how, what you think about that. And he also performed miracles. He worked miracles. I mean, based on all these accounts that we have, he performed miracles. Blind people saw again, deaf people hurting. Now, 
You see, that, that sounds kind of weird to a lot of people. He raised dead people back to life. That sounds weird to a lot of people. But if I believe the first thing, that he's the son of God, I don't have a problem believing the second thing. If he's the son of God, I don't have a problem believing that he can heal, that he can deliver, that he can even, he, if he gave somebody life in the first place, I don't have a problem believing he can bring them back to life in the second place. I got to make up my mind what it is I believe. Because then you know what he, 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 he says, he's the son of God. And then he works all these miracles. And then he says, I'm going to send this same power back to you. You know, and he didn't just say that to disciples. You want to argue with me? Let's have the discussion this afternoon, okay? He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't just say that to the disciples. He's sending that to us. We have that same power. And so you've got to decide what you believe about this. Because the world thinks we're hypocrites that say something on Sunday, but we don't believe it the rest of the week. That we get as, as depressed and low and, and beaten up and, and embattled as they do all week long. And that we don't have any more power or faith than they have in whatever it is they have power and faith in. And so we must decide what it is that we believe about Jesus and about his power. We must decide. But I know it's easy, isn't it? Isn't it easy to say, but? <laughs> you know, that I want to believe, but. Isn't, isn't, it, isn't it easy to, to find the excuses and the reasons why I can't have, like, why, why do I want to pray for stuff, but then stuff never happens? There, there's, there's several reasons. Let me, give, let me give you just a few things there. I'm, I want to talk to you about doubt for a minute, okay? Because I think we've got, we've got to slide doubt out of the way, because I think doubt gets in the way of us believing, all right? And I know some of you think, okay, he's going to get rid of my doubt. I'm not getting rid of your doubt. Can't do that, okay? Let me, let me tell you what I mean right here. Explain this, okay? So here's the next slide for me, Tommy. So sometimes the difference in a, a prayer being answered or not being answered is in what is allowed. Not by God, but by the person praying. You see, because a lot of times it's not, it's not that God doesn't want to. God wants to do, he wants to do amazing things in your life every single day. I mean, he's got awesome, big, wonderful, beautiful dreams. But it's what you and I allow to actually happen in our life. Let me give you scripture on this, okay? Right here. Uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 58. And so Jesus did only a few miracles there in Nazareth because of their unbelief. Not because he didn't want to. Not because he didn't have the power. Not because he didn't have the know-how. But because of their unbelief. It's, I don't know if it's that he wouldn't or he couldn't. I mean, I, I kind of lean toward the fact that he couldn't. He could not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. And so that's where some of us are as well. We think, well, that's why we can't get anything because I've got unbelief too, Pastor. Okay, but let, let's, let's draw a distinction right here between doubt and unbelief. They're not the same thing. Okay, I, 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 love, I love how language helps us understand things. Okay, right. And here's one of those times. Doubt and unbelief are not the same thing. Here's a great quote that lays it out right here from Alyssa Childers. Doubt isn't the opposite of faith. Unbelief is the opposite of faith. Doubt and unbelief are two different things. Okay, so let's start, let's start with what she said, and let's, let's build from there. Okay, so if, we, if what she's saying is true, 
And this is what I believe about doubt and unbelief, okay? And this is what I believe. I'll give you some scripture here in just a moment to show where I, where I kind of come with this too. Is, is what she's saying there is we got belief way over here on one end of the spectrum because the opposite end is unbelief, okay? But not doubt. That's not doubt over here. That's unbelief. Wait, but, but what's the difference? Well, here's the difference is that there's belief and unbelief and there's doubt. Doubt is uncertainty. And you can always have uncertainty about something. Even when you believe something, you can still be a little uncertain. You know, I mean, over the past several months, I've had Brother Kurt put me in some really crazy positions on top of on top of lifts hanging off like this you know trying to search something in. and I, he found he found my limit a couple of weeks ago okay he found my limit I kind of came down shaking finally after one of those right and you know and, and, and so I asked him these questions I said are you sure you know because I'm a guy I'm, I'm the one more screw one more nail one more you know I'm, I'm a one more guy you know if a six inch nail is good or a six inch screw is good eight inch is going to be even better you know that's me you know because and I guess it's like that doubt right that uncertainty, you know, and so he said, oh, no, it's like, so, so, you know, I, I, instead of putting six inch screws into the tree that's holding up the beam that I'm putting this swing in my backyard, you need to see the pictures of it. It's pretty awesome. Or come swing on it if you want to. All right. Uh, I, I end up doing two screws, a 10 inch and an eight inch, you know, on bo in both trees, you know, and then with a brace underneath as well, right? Because there's still just that, you know, when I'm pushing the grandkids, you know, still this, I want to look up, man, it's not moving yet, is it? There's that uncertainty. But I put the kids on the swing. I had, I've got belief, but there's an uncertainty. Unbelief would, me, would be me letting that swing set out there and tell the great, no, you can't swing on that. That's what unbelief is. It is giving in to the doubt. You see, and that's where it is, is there is doubt, there is uncertainty in everything in life. We don't have fingerprints and DNA about everything spiritual, Okay. There is doubt, there is uncertainty that crops up. The, the difference is if you choose to go to the direction of belief or unbelief. And these people in, in this scripture there in Matthew chapter 13, 58, they chose to go to unbelief. Not that they were just uncertain, they decided, I'm not going to believe. They made a choice to not believe. Faith is making the choice to believe. Unbelief is making the choice to not believe. And I sometimes hate these things when I do like this and this because it's all, like all these people over here believing and all you guys aren't believing, right? It's not that way, okay? You got to make up your mind. You want to change sides of the room? I mean, because that's what we've got to do. We've got to make our choice. It's because doubt is going to be there. Okay, next slide. Uh, faith isn't having no doubts. See, that's what we think. We think faith is having no doubts, but often faith is believing in spite of the doubts. There is uncertainty, but I still get on the swing. And I let them push me so high that my head's upside down and I get sick and say, we got to stop, kids, right? There's uncertainty, but there's a belief that says, this is going to be all right. This is going to be all right. Faith is believing in spite of the doubt. Got scripture for that pass? Absolutely. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, nowhere do I, I don't see fingerprints up there. I don't see DNA. I don't see blood analysis. I don't see any of that. 
You know, all you CSI fans or whatever, you know what I'm talking about, right? I don't see any of that. There is some uncertainty, but faith is substance and it is evidence. It is me choosing in the middle of my uncertainty to say, nope, I'm believing in Jesus in everything. And that no matter what impossibilities come my way, I am believing he is the Lord over my impossibilities. And then, you remember that scripture in Matthew, uh, Mark chapter 9, verse 23, the very first one I read to you? Where Jesus says, with, with, that it is possible. With God, all things are possible. He says this. Now, some of you need to listen, okay? Let's bring this home, okay? Let's bring it home to ourselves. He's talking to a dad. A dad whose son needs a great miracle. I pause in times like this sometimes because I'm just, just kind of hoping somebody's deep in their spirit saying, hmm. Could that be for me too here today? I hope somebody's thinking that. Because we're talking real people here. We're talking about dads who have sons that need miracles. And this dad comes to Jesus. says he needs a miracle. And Jesus says, just believe. Because all things are possible to those who believe. And you know what he says? Verse 24 is what he says back. He says, I do believe This is the dad speaking to Jesus. I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. I do believe, but help me overcome this unbelief that's trying to creep up. Guess what happens in the next few verses? The son gets his miracle. The son is delivered. There's a great testimony. This story has been preached and preached and preached for over 2,000 years now. Over and over and over, we hear it again and again because this dad said, I believe, but you got to help me with this unbelief over here, Jesus. Because there's doubt here. There, 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 there's some uncertainty. I'm believing. But, you see, and that, that's the difference is instead of choosing like, like in Matthew chapter 13, verse 58, instead of choosing, well, I just can't believe in Jesus. He said, no, I've got to believe in Jesus because my son's got to have a miracle. And because he believed, because he believed, and you know, I, I think we've also, me and uh, Kurt and, and Rose Smith working several, I guess probably a couple of months, maybe even longer ago around here, we, it, it seemed like one day we were, and we just, we just kept saying, in a real world, you know, when you're cutting boards and everything, you know, and they say, in a real world, this should fit. In a real world, in a real world, in a real world, you know, and, and, and you say, in theory, in theory, this ought to work. You know what? I think that's what a lot of Christians are doing today. On Sunday morning, they're going by theory. In theory, everything is possible through Jesus. In theory, there is nothing that is bigger than the name of Jesus. In theory, Jesus makes the darkness tremble. In theory, we got to get beyond theory. And we got to get to a place where we believe in the real world, Jesus makes the darkness tremble. In a real world, there is nothing stronger than the name of Jesus. In a real world, everything is possible in the name of Jesus. Yeah, go ahead. If you agree with that, yeah, you can say amen with your head. We got to get beyond that. But you know what? A lot of us kind of backing up from that, you know, because we value somebody and we get our heart ripped out. And so we decide, well, I'm not going to believe that everybody's got value. Like, because if you say that, you're saying what the Bible says is, isn't true. I'm just not going to believe everybody's got value anymore. So I'm backing away from that. Or, or, or well, I've tried and I failed. Well, so I, I just, 
I guess that was one of those impossibilities that Jesus wasn't over. And that's what we're, some of us are backing away. And I'm talking about Christians. Backing away even from our faith. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean like turning our back on God so much. I don't, I don't necessarily mean that or like leaving the church or, or, or never praying or reading the Bible or entering into some, some horrible uh, uh, lifestyle or something. I, I, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about backing away from our faith that we believe Jesus is the Son of God and that he worked miracles and that he promised to send that same power to us. You know, I, we're backing away from those things. Backing away from believing that, well, we're going to lose it. We're going to lose it. Can't keep my marriage together much longer. Can't keep my career going much longer. Not going to be able to balance the books at my house much longer. All those things, and we start getting into quitting. If you're thinking about quitting, let me tell you something. We are not part of a quit culture. That's not who we are. As a matter of fact, we are the anti-cancel culture because we believe everything is possible. We believe forgiveness is possible. We believe reconciliation is possible. We believe unity is possible. We believe peace is possible. We believe justice is possible. We believe mercy is possible. We believe hope is possible. We believe healing is possible. We believe everything is possible in the name of Jesus Christ. And so if you're thinking about quitting... If you're thinking, if it's just getting too heavy and you don't know how much longer you can take it, just go ahead and buck up because we believe everything is possible in Jesus Christ. Could I get an amen there? Amen. amen. So, what do we, so what, what do we do? Wrap this up, take it home, and man, that's good. No. We've got 167 more hours coming this week before we're back together again. I know it's an, it's it's. A different hour because we're doing different times next week but we got 167 hours we can't wrap this up and hang on to it so man this was good sunday morning service that sermon was good this week no we can't do that because the world you live in is desperate for a church that believes what i preached this morning so we can't just say and just brace up so when i give you this little wrap up right here I don't want you to just be thinking of you, even though I'm going to really be focusing on you for a second. I want you to, to receive that and say, but wait a minute, that means that's, that's true for somebody else. Jesus, and I'm going to give you some, I'm going to have to explain this to you right here, and this, this is my wrap-up, okay? Jesus died for our impossibilities. Okay, now listen, now, now listen. Some of you, some of you strict theologians are going to say, oh, wait a minute now, he died for our sin. Okay, but what happened when he died for our sin? He died for our sin to make us right with God so that we could be in, in, in right relationship with him. And what does that mean? That means then all the doors are thrown open and every impossibility is now a possibility because we are in relationship with the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one who created the universe, the one whose name makes the darkness tremble. Yet, so what it means is when Jesus died, he also died for all of our impossibilities. What do you got? Come on, what do you got? Anybody got an impossibility today? Come on, anybody got an impossibility today? Jesus died for that impossibility, David. Okay, now listen. I know. I can't raise my hand. I don't know what pastor's going to make me do if I raise my hand. You know, I, 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 was, I, was, I was telling Bunny, 
Incidentally, in case y'all didn't know, today is Bunny's birthday, okay? I, I, thankfully, she didn't make me promise not to tell anybody, right? <laughs> but I did promise her I wouldn't do what TGI Fridays did to me, to stand me up in the seat and have everybody in the room sing happy birthday, right? But you know what? You know what I've said that day and every birthday since when I was out in a restaurant or, you know, now they, they kind of let you fudge a little bit, day or two. And my daughter thinks she ought to be able to fudge a whole week at least, you know, whatever, <laughs> celebrate for her birth week instead, right? But, but you know what? You know what I've said since then? Stand me up in a chair, sing to me, do whatever you want to do to me. As long as I get free dessert, I don't care. <laughs> right? So when I said, do you have an impossibility? And you said, I, maybe somebody thought, I don't know if I want to raise, I don't know what Pastor Rick's going to, you got an impossibility, you want God to do something about it? I don't care what God asks me to do. I don't care what God wants me to do. I don't care where I've got to step out. I don't care who I've got to help this week. I don't care what it's going to cost me. I've got an impossibility and I want to get Jesus' attention right here. I got an impossibility, Jesus. You see me, I know, and I need you. I'm not going to ask you to do anything more than raise your hand, but I'm going to ask you if you've got an impossibility to raise your hand. Come on, be honest. Think about it. Now, just imagine here for a moment, possibilities are about to be handed out to people with their hands raised. What are you going to do, man? Mine's up, two of them, right here, right? You got an impossibility. Raise your hand. Hang it, leave it up there for just a minute. Leave it up there for just I've got an impossibility. I've got an impossibility. Now, there's too many hands up because my intent was to look every one of you in the face and say, Jesus died for that impossibility. Jesus died for that impossibility. Jesus died for that impossibility. Jesus died. Jesus died for that impossibility. Jesus died for that impossibility. Jesus died for that impossibility. But there were too many of you. But guess what? Jesus died for every single impossibility in this room. Every one of them. But it's not just about in this room. He died for all the impossibilities out there too. He died for the impossibilities of the people who live in the house with you that won't give him the time of day. He died for the impossibilities of the people that work right beside you that use his name in vain several times a day. He died for their impossibilities too. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.